What's up, guys? My name is Garrett. My name is Jabin. We normally start with this is Garrett, this is Jabin. We're doing it different. It's been a, it's been a yep. little bit since we've recorded. Um, but <laughs> uh, this is Cross Country Comments. Um, for any of you watching the video, I'm going to say right up front, I am sorry for my background. I am in the process of building a computer. Um, and we didn't want to wait until I was done with that to record because we really wanted to get this recorded just so that we could be done with Marvel. Um, not that we're ever going to be done with Marvel, but get it out of the way. So, um, yeah, this is part three of phase four, since we needed that many parts to cover the some awesomeness and some horrendousness of phase four. So yeah. we're excited to jump back into it since it has been a minute since we've recorded. but um. Yeah, anything to say before we start, Javen? Yeah, just real quick. Uh, the personal apology to everyone. Um, I uh, I am uh, the person that's editing and making sure that the uh, audio files are up on all the podcasts and stuff like that. So I want to say I'm sorry for this. What is it? Like, it's such a really long delay when it comes to uh, getting these videos out. Having a lot of technical difficulties, especially uh, with what we were trying to accomplish. It was very ambitious. And uh, and my computer couldn't handle it. So sorry for everyone who was waiting for these episodes to come out. Um, but as soon as this one is uh, is done uploading, then the following week, the next week, we will have our regularly scheduled uh, uh, thing going on. That will be posted on uh, Get Ready on Sunday and then posted on Monday. So, so yeah, just letting everyone know, sorry for the delay, but we're going to be back on track. Wait, post on Monday? We post on Sunday. Oh, we post on Sunday. Sorry. Yeah. We post on Sunday. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Get ready Saturday. Post on Sunday. Sorry. <laughs> See, it messed me up. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So, but thank you for everyone. Thank you for your patience. We'll get back into our regular, you know, schedule just as soon as we get uh, Marvel done and then we'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. We we love doing what we're doing with Marvel and um, ranking these like we have been super fun. Uh, it's just, it's a long, long process and we put it too ambitious to do it back to back to back to back to back. Uh, and we didn't account on how long these episodes would take and how long they would take to edit. So it has just been all over the place. But again, like Javen said, thank you guys for your patience. Uh, super happy to be doing this, but yeah, regularly scheduled programming will be very nice. (laughs) So let's go ahead and get started. Um, I, you will be starting first. So we ended with Multiverse of Madness last episode. Um, so we are going to be starting with the Miss Marvel series, which is one I have not seen. This is the part of phase four that I've not seen a lot of. Um, so I believe I will be talking about two and partially another one. And Jabin will be talking about the rest for the most part. So uh, Jabin is going to be starting with Miss Marvel. Jabin, take it away. Uh, Miss Marvel. So I thought it got it got a lot of hate, and uh, but personally, I liked it. Um, I feel like not a lot of people are a fan of just the character in general of the comics, Miss Marvel. Um, but I really liked it. I felt like it was very similar to the Miss Marvel from the from the video game, the Avengers. They both have like a lot of similarities, especially when it comes to like being like a fangirl about. Not just Captain Marvel, but about the Avengers in general. Um, yeah, they kind of hit home with the with her origin. To be honest, I really liked it, and then the way they described how it was like connected in her family, and that she's technically 
the first mutant now, like in MCU, is like really cool. Now, like they're saying, okay, get ready, the mutants are coming. So I'm like, okay, that was really tight. That was really cool to see at the end. Um, ultimately, I was down for the ride. It got me interested. Um, of course, there was like some stuff that I can nitpick, but I'm not going to just because overall it was just a fun adventure, and we got to see a lot of. Uh, not not a lot of people aren't really interested in it so it was really cool seeing a lot of the indian culture come out too and seeing how the indian culture can uh can mess up you know your plans on trying to be a, a a superhero so i like how they how she tried to like balance it and it wasn't my thing is with a lot of a lot of shows especially newer ones now they they take the attention away from the character and try to preach more about the way of life that they either want to lead or are supposed to lead rather than actual character development, you know, from where we should see them and then how they're different again. This one I kind of took, you know, it, it was kind of like a, like a battle for her to see which one would win. Would it be her supposed to be who she's supposed to be? Or her choosing uh, is uh, choosing what's best for her and everybody else, and it was really cool. And I like how they ha even had a, like a little time travel trip. I was like, oh shoot, that's kind of tight. So overall, it was a it was a good show. Not nearly uh, like one of the best ones, but it was pretty good. I'm giving it a I'm giving it like a seven point eight because it, it, it was still really fun. The CGI was actually fantastic. Um. Yeah, the CGI was great. I thought it was good. Um, all the supporting actresses and actors were, were really good, too. And I like how we got to see, you know, the only teenager that we've only seen in the MCU has been Spider-Man. So it was cool seeing another teenager kind of, you know, breaking the rules and, you know, normal teenager stuff. And it, it was pretty cool how they blended it all together. So I'm a fan. And I like the end credit scene, too. It's uh, If you haven't seen it, the, the end credit scene, it shows Miss Ravel doing her thing. Then all of a sudden she disappears and then and then captain marvel appears in her bedroom oh. so it's like they got replaced <laughs> and that creeped me out. i was like whoa i was like what happened so now captain marvel's just chilling in this random girl's bedroom not knowing where she's at so that was really cool um so i can't wait to see what they do with the marvel show so yeah, overall, I give it a pretty good rating. I, I liked right. it. It Fantastic. was a whoa, but it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for Phase Four, they're really good, but for the general right. Marvel, you know, decent. Um, right. Also, for anyone watching the video on YouTube and not listening to it, I do apologize for some reason. Every like three or four minutes, Jabin's camera will flash green really quick, uh, just for like a millisecond. I don't know how to fix that right now. So, but the audio is still perfect. So. Um, it's not all that annoying, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll hope not. Um, it's only every couple minutes, so it shouldn't be too bad. But, um, okay, so next we are covering Thor Love and Thunder. So, um, I think we have different opinions on this movie. We definitely have different opinions for this movie. And, and this is why, like, like last video... I said I was hypocritical because I didn't like the uh, like Thor Ragnarok mm -hmm. like a lot, 
but I and I loved Ragnarok. The same re- right, and I love and I love this movie for the reasons why I hate. I don't like that movie so much. I might be hypocritical too because I think I hate this movie for the same reasons I love the third one. <laughs> no, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so let me get the good out of the way first. So I actually mm-hmm. watched this on a trip out to visit Jabin. It was a family thing I had going on in California, but I actually went to visit him and uh uh we went we watched it. And um so let me get the good out of the way. So Thor yeah. fighting with the Guardians in the beginning and him just being all Zen but also awesome was an incredible scene. Um uh seeing the Guardians for a little while was cool. Um Seeing how he is trying to cope with losing everything, but also being at peace with himself was a, and then his training montage to becoming buff was awesome. Um, uh, I don't like new Asgard. I don't like new Asgard at all. Um, they theme parked it too much and that just hurts because I know I said I was getting the good out of the way first, but I'm kind of replaying the movie in my head. Um, New Asgard, there was a few funny parts. So, like, there was, like, where they brought Matt Damon back in, and they did that scene, but extended, like, and then that, what was that, like, actress they brought in for Hella, but... Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy, that's right. So, that was hilarious, you know, there's a few good parts, but the general gist of how they did New Asgard just annoyed me, because it's like, how are you going to take a literal realm? I get it was destroyed. I get it. 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 But how are you going to take a realm from another part of the universe and dumb it down to, you know, and the fact that Valkyrie was the queen didn't bother me or the king, whatever she called herself, didn't bother me. I actually kind of like Valkyrie. She's a little annoying in this movie, but she wasn't bad. Um... So I that didn't I didn't mind that, but the fact that everything that happened in the Marvel Universe at that point was like, oh, this is an ice cream shop now, bugged me. Because it's like Infinity Cones. Yep. Like clever, but like, how are you going to take something that wiped out half of the universe and make a joke out of it? And so, like, I, I get it. You know, it's meant to be funny, all this kind of stuff, but. Anyway, uh, Thor's new costume, really good. I actually like the blue and the gold, and I love that new costume. His helmet's a little bit wonky, but um, great. Gore. Gore. Okay, that is the one part of the movie I will absolutely put a 10 out of 10 on, is the villain. I loved Gore the God Butcher. Oh my gosh, Christian Bale could not have played that role any better. Um... So fantastic villain uh, and performance and reasoning for why he wanted to do what he was doing. Um, so Gore was incredible. Uh, when Jane came in with the hammer, this is another thing I will give to the movie hundred percent. The new use of the hammer with splitting apart that and then coming, coming back to being whole. It's like a machine gun, essentially. Um, yeah. I love, 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 love the new Mjolnir. Um, Jane in the beginning of the movie was pretty cool. Came off really chill, 
but really awkward with Thor, kind of how I expected it. I enjoyed it. Um, and then as the movie goes on, they obviously have to go find the kids that were taken by Gore. Um, some of the monsters, like the nightmare monsters, are very, very cool and entertaining. Um, the scene with Zeus. Now that was fun. Um, okay, I, I was afraid about that one that that you're gonna downplay it, but okay. No, I actually really like that because <clears throat> I like the fact that the gods, all the gods, and there's actually cameos from a lot of different like Marvel characters, gods in that show in that scene. So kudos to that. But um, I like that they took it and was like, oh yeah, these aren't our problems. Why should we care? And that's not how they're supposed to be. So it kind of makes you go, maybe Gore is right <laughs> with how Zeus was acting. And then the whole clothes going away with Thor and everyone fainting. That was funny. Um, hey. The lightning bolt through Zeus's chest. I know I'm going through a lot of the movie right now, but um, I'm really just trying to explain what I liked about the movie. And there's, there's a decent bit that I like. No, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but I think once it got to near the final act, I started liking Jane's character less and less and less and less because her character progression went from, oh, cool. Like this is like mighty Thor. And then you find out she has cancer and it's like, oh man, like that's heartbreaking, but you know, she's doing it to help people. That's awesome. Her reasoning was solid. I'll give it that. But her dialogue and some of her physical acting in some of the scenes was just like, Oh, this hurts. Just just in some little areas. I, I know that's nitpicky, but I cannot stop replaying the Eat My Hammer. I can't stop replaying that in my head, and it hurts every time I think about it. Um, so, those. And then the final scene, I will say, where they go into the black and white and fight Gore, and then the only things with color are them, I believe. That or like certain things that cause light, that was cool. The color grading and like how it was like a little world essentially. Great battle there. And if that was the yeah. final, if that was the final battle, I would have loved it. I would right. have loved it. When they find all the kids and Thor pulls a Shazam and gives them all Thor powers, the, when I first saw it originally, I was like, that's cool. But then I thought about it and I watched it again and I was like, as cool as this is, oh, that is, no. that no. is, that is so corny. That is so corny. I like the visuals were cool and entertaining, but gosh, it was corny. Um, it, it was all done for comedic effect when I think it wasn't. I, I personally believe it wasn't supposed to be done for comedic effect. That moment was not supposed to be comedic. Um, going past that, it was funny. I'll give it that. But uh, the fact that, that um, Gore actually succeeds in his plan to actually go to what was it the eternal i can't remember the name eternity eternity thank you i was close um where he actually succeeds that was like yo i was not expecting that 
And then his only, his one wish was to bring his daughter back. Um, and he, he gets that granted. Uh, and then uh, Jane ends up dying, which I get it. But at the same time, it's like, how are you going to introduce Mighty Thor in one movie and then kill her off in the same? It, Mighty Thor in the comics is a big character. So the fact that they was like, bing, bing, it felt like a Quicksilver almost. Um, I get they had to do something with Jane's character, but it was like, ah, you could have done more. Um, I, I don't know. I get the plot line, but it didn't feel, feel like she was developed enough to die. I know that sounds harsh, but um, <clears throat> I, I do enjoy how it ended with Thor taking his daughter under his wing. Um, and essentially raising her as his own. That was cool. Because Gore did kind of want his daughter to live a hero's life. To be a good person instead of what Gore became. Um, so it ended well. I know I just went through the whole movie, so I'm not going to go back and talk about any of it. But I feel like we can spend a little more time on these movies since there's some things I haven't seen. And you're just kind of going to gonna kind of through them. So we can spend a lot more time on the movies that we did really both watch all the way through and that were big. So yeah. I enjoyed it. It was funny. But there were some moments that are seared in my brain that still make me cringe. Um, I'm going to give this movie a 7.2. Wow, okay. Uh, 7.5, I take it back. I'm sorry, 7.5. There were some things I actually kind of enjoyed. 7.5. Okay. Here's here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I'm going into this movie theater praying that this looks good. Because at at this point, I'm not sure what it's going to look like. The only good movie up to here that I've watched from this phase in the theater... Uh, that I felt at the time uh, was No Way Home. So after that, like in the theater, I didn't like uh, Multiverse of Madness that much, and then I learned to love it later. So in the theater, I was very scared. Uh, Christian Bale did fantastic. The way they did his origin was so quick, but so impactful, it didn't feel like it was rushed. It, it It was perfect. They built up gore in a really good way. The beginning with Thor and him and uh, and his uh, like you said, like his montages, but like it's being narrated what he's doing, like him making it out with women and trying to like get back in shape and and all that stuff was hilarious. And then yeah, him with the Guardians was great. All of the scenes with them were fantastic. The yelling goats, like <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to so mention great. them. I put it up to the, seven point six. I forgot about them. Uh-huh. They the yelling goats. Like they kept yelling, but when I was in the story, they would all of a sudden just yell and I wasn't ready for it. And I love that it's comic accurate too, because they do yell in the comic books like that. So it's it's perfect. They do just yell. Um here's here's my thing. I didn't like using New Asgard as as a uh, as a tourist place either at first, but Tell me what else could have they could uh what else could they done in order to get revenue living on Earth? 
what what will people actually care about that they have which they have um, literally almost nothing what do they have that can give uh humans entertainment or better society here's the thing that's not the point of asgard asgard is not no, to as, entertain no, that, people the, no here's the thing asgard is supposed to be this majestic place and it's supposed to be above humans because they figured out how to do this and this, that they're all magic they they have their big leader they they have thor they have all this they have the big you know they have all this great stuff it's gone everything is gone everything about them their culture is gone what else are you supposed to do? It, when we found them in Endgame, they were struggling. They were trying to fish. They, Thor was drinking up all their beer. They were struggling. So, when you're in this little small island that's never been populated before, and you have less than a thousand Asgardians left, how are you going to make it like a big thing, like try to make it as much as original Asgard as you can? How? How do you it's, do it? It's Norse mythology based on like Viking type things. They were foragers and they just kept pressing on regardless of what people thought. And here's the thing. They were on their own little island, so they didn't specifically need revenue to be like, we're going to build more. So we need your money. They did it with blood, sweat and tears. If anyone got in their way, it was their problem. And so I was expecting the, the Vikings could have raided people that, that no, you're right. Vikings, they just raided people and took their stuff and thrived. Can they do that on Earth right now? Fair point. That's superheroes. And Thor definitely would have let that happen because he loves Earth. <laughs> OK, no. yeah, you may you make a fair else, point. What what else are they supposed to do? They, they have no magic. Their magic is just the Bifrost. And the only person that has the Bifrost is Thor. Okay, I'll That's give that to you. the only thing they got. The, the only magic that they have. Mjolnir, Stormbreaker, and Thor. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it to you. Oh, no, no, sorry, sorry. And Axel. That's it. Yeah. That's the only magic they got. So tell me, do you have any other ideas? For new Asgard to thrive. Not entirely. Oh, so moving Still don't on. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go you, ahead. You don't have to like it, but at least understand that that's the best that they can do. And think about it: humans are so demented that people—if people were snapped away and then snapped back, and then they see infinity cones—they would love it. I know I would. Fair. And, and, and if I could like it, then you know that more than half of the human population, especially in America, would love to go to Infinity Cones in New Asgard? That's fair. If they built a New Asgard right now, you would try to look for tickets, wouldn't you? Yes. But the Thank snap you. also didn't happen to us. No, it did to me. What? Remember that website thing that we did? Oh, yeah, I, I survived that. I, um, I snapped. I got snapped. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I still want to go to Infinity Cones. <laughs> I want to go. I, I want to I 
could ride on an Asgardian ship. I want to, I want, yes, I want all that stuff. Like, <laughs> once I think like a, like an actual American and a consumer, then yeah, I would love to go to New Asgard. What do you mean? And then Fair. like, and then, but it's cool. Just move past <clears> that. <throat> That's just how they get their revenue. When you actually see Valkyrie sit at actual like security council meetings and meeting with different world leaders, like you get to see that she's doing her best to uh, let Asgard thrive here and see if they can have a better future later. So she's just trying to stick a foundation with something. uh, She tried to make something out of nothing. And this is the best that she can do if she's going to live on Earth, which Earth is very heavily um, uh, economically consuming. Yeah. No matter where you're at, America, Japan, China, Russia, wherever money is is the best thing yeah um so she took advantage of it and i think that as a as a world leader as a as one of the world leader now because technically technically she is that was probably the best thing she could have done for her people at that time yeah i i can i can agree with you so so yeah but moving past that uh, I learned I learned to be okay with that because I, I didn't like it at first either. I learned to be okay with that. Um, Thor, I loved his comedy so much, and I like how the director, uh, like what he, yeah, he he told he kind of like told me to sit down and and told me why Thor is funny now, and you get to see like Jane brought out a different side of him. To where he was in touch of his, you know, more human side, and his human side is more based off of humor, and I thought that was pretty great. Like he's more, he's a more humanized character just because he fell in love with her, and I feel like that's more realistic than the "I'm so mighty, but I still have a human woman that I can take over." You know what I mean? Yeah. People would love to. Actual people, no matter where they're from, would love to learn the other culture and start to envelop that culture in their everyday life. He was around human humans for so long, so I like I like that he got his humor from there, and that made me okay with Thor being funny. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. um, Jane gave him a sense of humor. Uh, I like I like what they did with Mighty Thor and killed her off. I liked it, but I liked it just because of her contract. Um, this was the only Thor movie that she was gonna do, and it took them forever for uh to for her to actually be on the movie because after Thor: The Dark World and how people didn't like it, I don't like any of you. Um, she wasn't gonna she wasn't gonna come back. Yeah. So they did some heavy, <clears throat> uh, heavy uh, what's it called? Persuading in order to uh for her to be in this movie. Yeah. So the fact that they were like, okay, well then let's just do Mighty Thor as much as we could. I I give them so many props for that. Um, and they pulled it off so well. And I like the corniness of her and her trying to figure it out, like trying to be a hero because she was never, never thought in her life that she was going to be a superhero. So now she's being bombarded with all this stuff and like the catchphrase is the biggest thing for her. Like she's trying to figure it out. I feel like, of course, it would be corny. If I was trying to be a superhero, I'd be the corniest superhero ever. You know what I mean? Like, trying to figure out what to say. Like, you have been served some justice. I would, like, try some stuff like that and then be like, nah, that wasn't great. So I like that because it, it felt more realistic, even though it was, you know, for comedy. I felt like it was pretty realistic because it's hard to find an actual catchphrase. 
and the fact that she's just trying to do her best to be a hero and help others. She's trying to find different aspects of being a hero, and I thought that was great. Um, so I'm okay with the I'll eat your hammer, because I think it's not supposed to be good. Like, that's the whole point. Like, she's just doing her best and trying to stick to it until she finds something better, but obviously she can't now, but it's okay. Um, Thor giving them all the powers of Thor was sick. Because when you think about it, like, parts of it was funny, but to me, it was more, like, crazy. Like, whoa. Like, that was the only thing Thor can do because he needed to find a way to take out all those uh, dark creatures and take out Gore. He couldn't do all of that on his own, so he tried his best to think of something quick, be like, oh, okay, we need to get these kids to fight, but how? And he's like, oh, transfer power. And then they can handle the monsters, and then he can handle Gore. So when you look at it from a non-comedic standpoint, I thought it was really smart, and I thought it was fantastic. Um, and the way Axel was getting down, oh my goodness, Axel was crazy. And, That's true. and the way he caught Stormbreaker, it was like, let's get everybody home. That was so sick. Axel, I loved it so much. Just so we're clear, oh. Axel is Heimdall's son, right? Yeah, Heimdall's son. Yeah, no, I he will say same, when he has the same eyes. When, when he started going nuts, that was cool. Yeah, that was crazy. But I thought Axel was pretty great in the whole movie. Like he was kind of like the 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 kid that tried to help everybody else, and Thor kind of like put him in charge. Like they're okay, whatever. And I like how Thor taught Axel how to use his eyes properly. I love that so much because Heimdall and Thor have a lot of scenes together when it comes to seeing stuff. So you actually got to see like Thor and Heimdall be best friends. You get to see Thor trying to trying to do his best to uh, help his help his best friend's son. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. Um, I I don't know. To me, I felt like Jane Foster got huge character development. Here's the thing. She she's desperate and trying to find find something to cure her cancer, but she's trying to be strong about it and trying to trying to keep her ego up. As soon as she figures out that she can use Mionair, she thought she was all better. But as soon as she would just go back to normal, she figures out that she's not getting better. And she's trying to put on a facade just for, like, the good of the people. Like, this is going to sound crazy, but I think she's on some All Might crap. Because that's stuff All Might would do. If he's struggling, he's just going to put on a smile as much as he can before he goes out. That's exactly what Jane did. And I feel like... We've never got to see that side of Jane before. The only side with side of Jane we got to see, which is her uh, trying to figure out what uh, what the convergence was, and just oh, Thor, you're great, and uh, going on dates or whatever. We never we never got to see Jane in a really tight hero spot, and this was really cool to see. Um, she was annoying to me at all. She was actually really great with all the parts. I felt like everybody had like chemistry with everyone. It was pretty great. Um, I love love it. I love the name Love and Dun- Thunder. Like why they did that. I love that so much. I really hope that we get to see more of Love later in the MCU because that's Thor's daughter. So they might like sign a contract for her to like do like more Marvel Marvel stuff and stuff like that. So I can't wait to see what 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 that shows. But overall, I give this movie like a. Uh, an 8.7. It was pretty great. Oh, but my favorite part, I have to say this. 
when Thor is in the, in the beginning is t- uh, t- uh, and Welcome to the Jungle starts playing and he takes his uh, robe off and he's going crazy, but then there's two like speeders going at him and then he jumps and he does the splits and then he just looks at both of them like, and then they start yelling at each other. I was dying in the theater. I was dying. That is my favorite part in the whole in the whole movie. It was it was just great. I loved this movie so much. And yeah. And the zoo scene was amazing. I don't know. Almost everything about this movie was fantastic. I I, I can't really nitpick a lot about it. This, I, I I really enjoyed this movie. This will tell you how bad phase four was because he just harped about how good that movie was and gave it an 8.7 i mean so, no, so facts but yeah facts. figured i'd point that out but um yeah no, I, I like i like that you peeped that though <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that you peeped that though like you saw like it's not a full 10 <laughs> yeah yeah because you rated a lot of 10s in phase uh one two and three but yeah, uh yeah even something that's that good to you is like eh, 8.7 so, yeah. um, okay, uh, so the next one you are covering, and I will add a few pointer notes into, and that is going to be She-Hulk Attorney at Law. I did everything wrong! It's a zero! Move on! Let's say a few things. I won't <laughs> say anything about that show. That show sucks! <laughs> that show, oh my god, I will... Ooh, if anyone stands up for the show, I will box you to the ground. This is not She-Hulk. I, oh my god, I will wrestle you to the ground. This show made me angry. But here's why. The show is horrible, okay? The show's horrible. It, it's, it's, it's a fact. It's not an opinion. It's a fact. Here's why it's a fact. The people that did the show, the director, the writers, and the, I don't even know her name, the woman who played She-Hulk herself, said, yes, it's purposely like this to upset Marvel fans and to mess with them and, like, kind of just smear their meal in their face. That part got me so angry when I was like, why is this show this bad? And as soon as I read that art article, I was pissed. I was mad. Like, they ruined everything. Like, and the fact that She-Hulk breaks the fourth wall, like, she does in the comic books. But the fact that she, that this show is this bad, and she broke through the fourth wall and actually went into the actual, like, Disney, like, place to, like, go to the writers. And and then she went and got to see the Kevin. And she got to see, like, all the movies and TV shows that were made and all of Marvel. And she's, like, nitpicking them and crapping all over them and saying all of them are horrible just because they don't have a strong emotional struggle, even though they do. It, It was... Uh, she she literally went and just said, trash all those movies, I'm the best, I'm gonna make it the way I did, and the way she wanted the show was horrible. And I'm just gonna put it right, right there. So, a few things I will say about the show that I have not, I've, I've only seen a clip of two episodes, 
That's all I've seen. Um, because I refuse to watch it. Um, Force feed this fool to watch one of the clips. That's how bad the show is. We sat there for 10 minutes, and then after the 10 minutes, he goes, I am so sorry. But, he, so, here's here's some, some comments I have with this show. Um, one scene that bugged the ever-living crap out of me, and one of the reasons I didn't watch the show is because I believe it's in the first or second episode. Her and Bruce are talking. And from the clip that I saw, it was essentially along the lines of, oh, you don't get it. There are misogynists that are after me every day and I have to keep my cool so you don't understand what that's like living in a world where people are constantly going around. And you have to constantly p- keep putting on a face. Um, so that may sound misogynistic on the surface level. Here's the thing. If you want to know what Bruce has gone through, Go watch the 2003 Hulk movie and see what his father did to him and see how angry he had to stop, how, how much he had to stop from getting angry in that. Even in The Incredible Hulk, whenever he was around um, Betty, how much he dealt with from General Ross and how much he had to keep his composure to not let the Hulk snap. The amount, and even in the comics, his father abused him, his father did all of this stuff to him. So it's like father killed his wife. He uh killed his mom. Mm -hmm. And then he terrorized him and did. I think he did experiments on him, too. And so it's it's just like. You cannot have She-Hulk say that and be like, oh, I get catcalled all the time, so I deal with more crap than you ever could. No, you grew up in a pretty dang good society with some jerks around Bruce had one of the most brutal childhoods in any of the Marvel universe, in my personal opinion, at least. And, well, that's, and that's a fact. That's not an opinion. That's and, a fact. And not only that, but how much Bruce had to overcome with Thanos, with the Abomination, when he uh, Wando took over his mind and he destroyed half of the city. How much a mental toll that took. Like she downplayed all of that in one scene, and it was like, "You are kidding me." So that was the one. And the second thing was when she, quote unquote, changed the show to her style. I didn't even see the full episode. But when this happened and I guess a guy in the show started getting Hulk powers, she was like, no, 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 this is stupid. And they went and changed it. Here's the thing. With scenes like that in the MCU, that makes nerds like us go, Bruce's like blood can be transfused, which means someone can use it to make other things, which means it could lead to a whole storyline of, like, Hulk people. Like, that's a good storyline. And then they botched it. And then the fact that Daredevil, I didn't see but two Daredevil scenes, but the fact that Daredevil was brought in, now, I still love Matt Murdock. I still love the character. What an absolutely incredible character. And I even like his yellow and red suit. I like it. Um... But the way he was used in this show was not right and was not Daredevil. It was how She-Hulk wanted Daredevil to be. So I wish all... I wish that I showed you the bad A Daredevil scenes in that show because they were bad A. Like he did some acrobatic stuff, but as soon as that was over and then She-Hulk just brought him in randomly just to see him for eye candy. Ugh. And so, so that tells you Daredevil is still a great character. But no, what he's, they, he's bad. He can't yeah. beat him. So what they did in this show 
just annoyed the ever-living crap out of me. And then just to top it off and tell me if I'm wrong, but I saw it, one of the worst design anyone could ever imagine for Scar, Hulk's son. First of all, they shoehorned him in uh, from what I saw. There was not even like a precursor to, hey guys, by the way, I have a son. They shoehorned. It was literally, they, he just showed him at family dinner that Matt Murdock was invited to. And then everyone was like, oh, and then that was it. And if you look at him in the comics with the long hair and the glowing eyes and the swords and his rage, like I was so excited. Now, this, dude, this dude got to line up a haircut and look, and is like half as small as Smart Hulk. Hulk is big, but Smart Hulk is smaller. And now his son is smaller than that. The, the, <laughs> Scar, Scar has the kind of haircut that's like, has the attitude of guys that are like, oh no, this is a samurai bun. No, that's a soccer mom bun. I feel like that's I don't know. I'm I'm bashing on it too much, but it I didn't even watch the show and I had that much to say about it. So zero out of ten, I haven't even seen it. Um I'ma change my score, I'm gonna be honest. There were a couple parts that I like really, really hated. So I'm gonna give this like a negative five. <laughs> Come on, you gotta bring it down to a ne- negative two for the Matt Murdock scenes. This is me being generous. I was oh, gonna f- get him a negative ten. That's fair. Matt Murdock brought it up five points. That's a wow. Uh, and the fact that this was the show that brought Daredevil into the MCU. Well, no, technically No Way Home did. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. You you scared me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for reminding yeah. me. Yes. It's okay. We're okay. Okay, still negative five. Uh, okay, Goodness. so the next two or uh, the next one I don't have any comment on. I know it's just like an hour long thing, but I still haven't watched it. I need to because I heard it was good. But Javen is going to cover this one fully. The next two after this next one, I will be able to bring in my opinions in. So Javen is going to cover Werewolf by Night. I'm not going to say a lot just because I want you to see it. Mm-hmm. Um. Don't uh, I'm 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 gonna say this real quick. Don't expect it to like uh, push any storylines in the whole multiverse thing. It's not that. Oh, I'm not expecting it's it just, to. Oh yeah, it's it's just a special. It's just yeah. a movie special. Okay, so just go into it. Be like, okay, let's just be. This is all new. Let's just go into it like it's a new movie. You know what yeah. I mean? Like a little short. Once you go into it like that, it is phenomenal. The the uh, the directing was great. The acting was great. The mystery was fantastic. You don't know which way it's going to go. Um, you're, you think that it's going to go one way, but it totally flips on you. Um, you think that this person has one mission, but it's really another one. And you see another person has another mission. And you get to know more about monster hunters and how they, you know, what their like rituals are. And it's brutal when you really think about it. And, and, and I like and I like the way how they gave us that, that mystery factor of you don't know this world, but we're just going to throw you in the pool. And, and, I, and I loved it because I was, I was confused in a good way. And I was invested in, the, in our main protagonist. Um, yeah, the, the way they did this whole special was fantastic. I'm, I'm not going to delve into any um, specifics. 
But man, that werewolf scene though, as soon as he turns it, whoo, he was smacking folks left and right, and it was scary too. Everything is but in black and white. Um, that scene was scary. Oh my goodness, and and just the ugh. The, the the action scenes were pretty great, but it was it's it's more of a suspense type of thriller, and I was with it. I I, I like the way the way they directed it, so I, I was in. And I love old school movies like that, uh, that that they were going for, and like the eerie feel of like mystical, like you don't know what's going on. As long as they don't go demonic, uh, mm-hmm. but I I was with it. It was it was I, pretty good. I I think a vibe. I haven't seen the show. I'll, I'll let you give it your final rating before I give a final thought. Oh, uh, definitely. I give this. I give this one a. I definitely give this one an eight. This is really good. Okay. I uh, really part of me thinks that this that is one of the reasons I need to watch it. I feel like it's gonna tie in with Blade somehow. I don't know how. Oh no! I think I think it definitely will. Mm-hmm. And I'm they, super they excited any, to see. Like, yeah, I'm they didn't give ex- any like post credit scene or, but yeah, it, it's in that world of Monster Hunter. Yeah, I'm super excited to see Mahershal Ali's uh, Blade and what they do with that. I'm so excited. Um, yeah. Okay, so moving on, we are going to Wakanda Forever, Black Panther. Um, so I'll start on this one, but I will not go too too much into depth. This is going to be a Jabin episode because this is a lot that pertains to him and that he has seen. So. Uh, I will give my quick thoughts. So I did not see this in theaters, unfortunately. I just did not have the time, and I did not get around to it. Um, as no, you can no, 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 be honest, be honest. There's another reason. And is there a reason I'm unaware of? You, you were scared. Okay, so I thought this movie was going to be very preachy. Um, yeah. Because, well, I mean, you can't really blame me with how how little. No, no, no. I was without, I was just as scared as you were. I'm just with, I'm just letting you know, yes. like with it, how it, all it, of Phase Four just, went, I was very scared. So yeah, I, there you I, go. There, I did like be honest. Like, that, put all yeah. those thoughts out. Oh there. no, no, that's why I didn't see it at first. Was because I was scared. Yep. And then you saw it and told me it was incredible. And then I wanted yep. to see it, and then just didn't have the time after that. Yeah, and the so, black on the way. Yeah, that's yes. Great. So, but as you can see, I have a poster of it right back there. Um, that is of Shuri's costume. And I got that at a movie theater for free before I saw Black Panther. So I was like, you know, I'll put it up. I like, you know, posters and stuff like that. I, I post, posted it up. And then they came to Disney Plus and Jabin goes, we are watching this tonight. And I don't care what you have going. We are watching it. And I said, OK, so we watched it. My quick thoughts on it. Um, the way they handled um, T'Challa's death was handled expertly, in my opinion. I, no, I think... No fact. Huh? It's a fact. No opinion. That's oh, a abso- straight fact. Absolutely. It was handled expertly. The acting from Shuri's actress and, and the, um, the mother was incredible um, with the grieving process that they went through. Just the, the fact that this movie... I thought it was going to be very preachy about either race or sexism or whatever. The fact that this movie handled loss, like almost no movie I've ever seen in the MCU. Maybe a few here and there, but none of them really delved into it like this one. Um, and the, the fact that Shuri herself actually almost went a route of violence almost the entire movie. 
um, until the very end was shocking but understandable. Um, and that she was so pissed off that she saw Killmonger in the uh, the after Black Panther, or I can't remember what it's called, but in that plane of existence. The fact that she saw Killmonger there and she just almost lost it was because technically he's the reason that her brother's dead. Um, and uh, that that just blew me away. Um, the fact that the queen actually died. I was talking to Jabin while I was watching this. I was like, no, she's not actually dead. She's she's not actually she's actually dead. And I, it shocked me that they did that. Um, Namor, a fantastic take on Namor. Now, I was a little concerned when I saw him because he was not the Namor that I knew. Um, so I was like, I really hope they don't just change his character entirely. But the fact that he was based on another version of Namor from the comics, I'm going to keep saying it like that because that's how he said it in the movie and I really like it. Namor. Yeah. Namor. Um, but I loved how they did his character and that he actually was trying to be nice to Shuri and be like, let's work together, but not in like an underhanded way, like an actual, hey, I care about this. Let's work together. And then Shuri said no, and the gloves came off. Um, I'm just going to go through the, the rest pretty quick so that you can get to it. I'm going to give my full thoughts, honestly, but you have so much to say about this movie that I feel that I'm not going to spend too, too long. Um, Ironheart. Ironheart, I liked. I still don't know how to feel, though, because she's technically taking Tony's spot, and that hits me a little bit differently. Um, so I still don't know how to um, accept that, I guess. I'm going to need to see yeah. more character development. I didn't really love her suit in the final battle. It's, it's good, but it's too bulky. It's way too bulky. Yeah, well, um, well, 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 remember that she can't keep the suit. It is so Wakanda's so, suit. And it's, it's technically, like, what, Mark II? Yeah, so. technically. I mean, her Mark I was decent. Um, but um, the whole storyline of uh, how Wakanda took her in, and then General Ross, of course, obviously a great actor. He did amazingly in this movie as well. Um. And then the fact that, uh, what's her name from, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was in this movie. Um, the evil yeah. lady. The fact that she yeah. is just a douchebag, <laughs> um, yeah. really brought it out in this movie. So, uh, great acting there. Uh, the final battle where she decides, oh, also the Wakanda forever and then him getting burned. I lost it. Um, but then she chose to be merciful. Uh, and then you find out that if Wakanda's ever in trouble, they will protect each other now. And I'm super excited to see what they do with that. Um, yeah. And then you find out at the end that T'Challa Jr. is born. And a kid now hit me in the feels. And I loved that. Um, and the fact that this movie just subverted my expectations of what to expect because it's it's like the second maybe third thing in the fourth phase four that was not preachy and actually had like a storyline that i really cared about um fantastic movie 
I'm going to give this a straight nine. I really like this movie. Ten out of ten. Arguably one of the best MCU movies of all time. Arguably. Okay. It definitely could be. I'm going to have to watch it. I, I, I'm sorry to cut in. I'm going to say this. My rating might change because I have only seen it once. And a oh, lot of times... It's definitely going to change. A lot of times ratings change when you see them more than one time. So this one time, it is a 9 out of 10. I absolutely loved it. But it is not up there with like phase one movies for me personally. But it may change. That's all I'm going to say. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. So here's me. Here's why it's a straight 10. No, 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 no. I'm not even going to go there yet. This movie got so much hate. And I hate that people don't understand the artistic and narrative side that they had to go through in order to make this story actually good. Because what people want is mostly action, right? Mm -hmm. They just want, want motivation and they want action with it. Letting everyone know there's not a lot of action in this movie. Straight up, is you're mostly gonna get a, a lot of slow parts and some like suspense. You're gonna get a lot of suspense and emotional type stuff. Okay, you have to understand. A lot of people they just need to understand. You can't just have a king die and just move on with it. Like even when T'Chaka died, they all mourned. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see all of the mourning, but. We saw that they had to keep things going still, but they still mourned for their king. And you can still see that in Falcon and the Winter Soldier when they were trying to get revenge for King T'Chaka still and kill Zemo. So it's like, it's... People can't just expect for T'Challa to die and move on. It's... He was such a big part of everyone's lives, especially in Wakanda, just because he did a lot for Wakanda. And not even just as a king yet, but as a prince, like, we don't even know all the stuff that he did. But, uh, and especially since the whole family lost him at such a young age, is is so impactful. And he had a sibling so that, that he was very close with. So, of course, you're going to get a lot of emotional impact with the story. And what people don't understand is that, or don't want to understand when it comes to, like, fake stuff, is that when you have a loved one and they die, it takes a toll on, well, everyone, but mainly the person that was closest to them, no matter who they were. And the person that was the most closest to T'Challa at the time was Shuri. They were literally the dynamic duo. They did almost literally everything together. And that's what not a lot of people notice. If they look back in the first movie, they'll see that it was mostly T'Challa and Shuri doing stuff. Shuri handled, like, uh, T'Challa, like, when she was young, like, he taught her everything that he knew, and then she got better, and then they were a dynamic you know, duo. She was giving him tech, telling him this and this that. He was like, okay, I got this. Like, they were, they were a tag team, and they were around each other all the time. They were an actual family. So once you, once you lose that person, and it was actually your job to fix that person... Bruh, you're you're not gonna get any action for a while. You know what I mean? 
So I need to just say I don't like any of you guys. I don't like you like this movie just because you don't understand the artistic direction that they were trying to go through. And I thought it was above over genius. The fact that Ryan Coogler already had the script ready when Ryan, uh, when Chadwick Boseman was alive. And the fact that he had to redo it once he died and try to warn him because he was close with them too. They did, they did a lot of stuff together. The fact that he had to he had to mourn and change the script at the same time, amazing. And the tributes that they gave to Chadwick Boseman were amazing. And they still found a way to make what T'Challa did change the world for the better and for worse. T'Challa opening the gates to Wakanda for everyone jeopardized Talokan, and now we get to see the repercussions that T'Challa left behind. Not just all the good, but all the bad too. And I love it, because no person is perfect. No matter how cool, no matter how awesome they are, they're never perfect. So I love that Ryan Kugel was like, okay, let's not make him a god. Let's make him someone that we really cared about that still made mistakes and repercussions during his rule. I, like... That in my mind is like huge, and that's a perfect way to introduce new characters. And I can't be angry in how they introduce that because Thanokan was just chilling, like they was they was doing their thing. They they were chill, but they were vibrating. They didn't need to be known. But the fact that T'Challa messed that up, and then Namor was like, "Nah, bro, y'all need to handle this. I'm gonna kill that scientist. Please, you you, you need to you need to help me out because it's not just me hanging in the balance. It's you." So, just letting y'all know. And, ugh, he was so gangster through that, the whole movie. It was great. Ugh, and I like that Talokan, like, okay, just, just letting everyone know. In the comic books, he's, uh, he looks, he looks white. And, uh, the, the name of look, uh, looks white. And that, uh, he, uh, there's no, like, Mayan thing going on. And, um that the original underwater sea was actually Atlantis and it's taken over by DC now. So they had to change it up. And I love the fact that they went in the Mayan aspect of it um, and totally like changed everything. It, it was pretty great. And the vibranium part, it was, it was fantastic. Um, yeah, I have, I have a lot to say about this movie, but I need to cut it down just because it, it was so amazing. M'Baku, amazing. Okoye and her getting fired from being uh, the general, amazing. I love it. Her becoming one of the Midnight Angels, it was great. Um, yeah, I'm giving this movie a 10 out of 10. I, I can't find really anything wrong with it, just because I was following throughout the whole thing. And I, and again, I'm a narrative guy, and I got to get all my story out. You know what I mean? So definitely, hands down, one of the best MCU movies of all time, 10 out of 10. Loved it. A perfect way to... And the and the and phase four in the tyranny of phase four, in the yeah, in the tyranny of phase four, a perfect (laughs) way to make another Black Panther. Oh, and when she comes down from the ship and that soundtrack, mm, the music oh my god, Ludwig, you are a genius. And the fact that he put the roots of her Wakandan roots and her technology into the music, like the way it, it was different and like way more intense just because of her reasoning 
and just just of her being at that moment. Mmm. Mmm. This oh yeah, this 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 movie is potent. It's amazing. I, I've already told Jabin my favorite song from that movie, my favorite soundtrack moment is whenever um gosh, what are, what are the female warriors' names? Um what's what's their troop's name? Uh, Dora Milaje. Dora thank you. Whenever the Dora Milaje is on screen, and you just hear the choo 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 choo, and and like the the beats behind that, I know that was probably horrible, but you get the point. The, those moments when you hear the beats behind them, and then they just start going nuts. Oh my gosh, I freaked out at those scenes. Um. Anyway, fantastic movie. Um. Last. One, this is the very last thing we are covering in this special. Um, it's going to be very short. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Uh, still some good moments, but short. Um, would you like me to start or would you like to start? No, you start. I went crazy okay. on Wakanda Forever. You start. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special. Other than Werewolf by Night, I believe this is the only special that we are doing. Um, yeah. so holiday special, I took a little longer to watch it just cause I was like, ah, it's a special, you know, whenever I hear special, unfortunately, all I think of is the star Wars special. Um, and, uh, whew, don't know how that went. Um, yeah. but, uh, so I watched it. Um, I think the way that they were all going to Peter with how Christmas was, how it was supposed to be was hilarious and that opening song that the band did uh, and they started off you know pretty nice with how christmas was and then they talked about how santa is a you know breaking and entering into everyone's homes and you should be scared but they were doing it like a holly jolly way was hilarious in my opinion i loved how they did that um hearing cosmo for the first time i was super happy to see cosmo and rocket basically having a friendship i was I have read up just a little bit on Cosmo from the uh, comics and the fact that the dog talking caller and Rocket just conversating like it's normal is just hilarious. Um, Love that. Um, This special really does center around, I mean, Peter, obviously, but mostly Mantis and Drax. Um, So anyone who has seen the previous videos knows that I am not a fan of what they've done to Drax in Marvel MCU compared to comics Drax. So um he he continues on that, but I was not expecting a serious Drax from this special. I knew what I was getting into. Guardians 1 and 2 and even the Avengers movies, I was hoping he would get more serious and like the actual Drax. And that's why I was disappointed. I was not disappointed in this one because I know how Drax is now. Um him and Mantis, their chemistry is hilarious and phenomenal, and the actor and actress do an amazing job. Um, the fact that they remember Kevin Bacon being Peter's um, mentor, well, quote-unquote mentor, I think as they put it, or like superhero role model. Um, and the chase scene, how they just casually use their powers. Uh, I'm not going to go into every single detail, but... Um, the fact that, uh, oh man, I'm sorry, but the scene that I absolutely loved was when they were like, no, be Kevin Bacon, the hero. 
And then he goes into all these different voices. It's not. They never knew what an actor was or or they thought actors were nasty. Um, Yeah. But just the fact that they. They they brainwash him. I don't know if that was just hilarious. And then, oh, my gosh, one of the best parts of the special seeing Peter's face go from Christmas magic. Guys did this for me. And then Groot is skipping along with the present, bringing it to Peter. Um, and once Kevin Bacon busts out, seeing his face go from enjoyment to just terror. Yeah. Is, oh, I started laughing so hard. So it was hilarious. It really was. So, um, and then seeing Kevin Bacon react, um, how he should. Being on another planet, seeing aliens, um, it was was funny, and then you know it ended well with the Christmas music number, which Kevin Bacon can sing. Oh my gosh, he can sing. Um, and then at the very end, I liked. I really liked. I mean, we all knew it. It was right in front of our faces that Mantis and Peter were family, um, because we knew that Mantis was technically one of. Ego's kids. Um, I think we found that out, didn't we? At one point in the second movie? Didn't? They, 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 no, because, uh, in the comic books, they actually, like, had, like, a romance thing, but, uh, all, all that we knew is that Mantis knew that he was having kids and killing them off. We didn't know that oh. she was. Oh. That's right. Okay, so. So this got completely flipped upside down with, mm-hmm. uh, with the holiday special. I don't know why that didn't catch me off guard then. I always thought they were related. Um, caught me off guard. Yeah, but um, j- just seeing how well Peter took that and was just like, that's the best Christmas present you could have given me was a very humanizing moment for them. And I feel like I'm going to go off, not a side t- rant here or anything, but just a side note. People are so upset at Peter, and I pointed this out in Infinity War for what he did. Peter is a character who is meant to have the standards of gods and super soldiers and otherworldly beings. He is one of the most human characters that Marvel has ever created. Like, he's not all that smart. He, he is smart, but he's not a genius. And he is not powerful, unless you count the second movie, which I don't really count his powers because they went away. Um, he's, he's a guy. He is a guy. And he is one of the most human characters that Marvel has came up with. And I love that, that he can have that human moment with Mantis. And then, you know, the funny moments with Nebula getting Bucky's arm, which we need to find out how that happened. Um, But it all ended well. I enjoyed it. It was a feel good thing. Um, I would give it a. I'd give it an eight point eight, just an eight. I'd give it an eight. It was it was enjoyable. I I give it the same rating. I don't have much to say about it either. Just all I can say is I I loved everything and the Kevin Bacon just was the fantastic cherry on top. Yeah. Really beat that. You you said everything, so I can't really say anything. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm I sorry. give it an eight too. No, no, don't be sorry. That's <laughs> your thing. But yeah, I, I give it an eight. You kind of said everything I wanted to say. So there we go. Yeah, I and I mean I will continue to say that either they kill Drax off or they make him who he's supposed to be. 
Um, I'm I'm going more toward they're probably going to kill him off in the third movie. I don't know how it's going to go. Um, oh, Dave, Dave Batista did say this is going to be his last movie, which makes me think, yeah. you know. <laughs> but um, who knows what's going to happen? Uh, we'll see. But yeah, that is the end of our Marvel ranking phases. Um, super fun, like we said. Loved it. Loved doing it. Uh, we had so much fun. Uh, phase one, I think we can both agree that phase one we did and we loved and it was awesome. Phase two that we did, again, we loved. It was awesome. We took a, a decent bit of time, talked about it in, you know, decent depth. Phase three was rushed a little bit. Phase three was a little rushed. We loved. We loved it, but it was rushed. Um, oh, I'm talking about our commentary, by the way, not oh, oh yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in total. Um, it's a little rushed, but we we still liked how it went. Uh, I think phase four, part one, two, and three all went pretty well, I would say. Um, we actually gave our full in-depth thoughts, but regarding the movies, phases one, two, and three, near perfect with some misses here and there. Um, phase four, mostly a train wreck with some gems in the rubble. I would say. So. Thank you guys so much for anyone who has watched and or listened um, thus far. Super thankful for you guys. This is just a special. So if you're watching this two days after it's posted, two years after it's posted, or five years, I don't know. Uh, let us know in uh, on our YouTube channel. You can comment. Let us know when you're watching this because um, we don't know, you know, when you're watching this. And we hope you enjoyed it. Um, because we did put a lot of time and effort into this, this, especially Jabin. Please give him special thanks. All I did was give some commentary and record it. He put a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of time and effort into editing it. Every scene that you have seen uh, edited into or every picture, that's all him. So please give him props for that. Um, but super happy with this turned out. Thank you everyone so much for watching and for doing everything. Uh, Jabin, go ahead and end us off, my guy. Well, that's the end of Multiverse Comments. Uh, thank you for, again, like you said, thank you for watching and listening. And we'll see you guys next time. All right. Peace, peace guys. See you next time.